Welcome back to the Society Case Files podcast. My name is Robert Hazelton and I'll be your host. Today I want to talk about completing projects, getting things done, whether they be uh, novels or artwork, comics, whatever it is you do that is artistic or creative. Uh, I want to talk about getting past the finish line and having a final product. One of the resources that I've used to find my own discipline comes in the form of the book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. It's a very short novel. In fact, it is uh, only an hour and 25 minutes on Audible. It's pretty invaluable, and I think you'll find that it's pretty inspiring as well. Uh, it's a great companion to The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and definitely you should you should pick up both of those. So what is the biggest obstacle to finishing a project? Well, that probably comes down to the distraction of other projects coming up. Part of creativity is the excitement of a brand new idea and wanting to pursue it. So what we end up doing is we get going on something because we're really thrilled and pumped up about it. And we get any number of amount. Just just come up with something. A percentage. 10%. 30%. Maybe you're really dedicated and you got to 70%. But then the squirrel of a brand new idea runs by and, and you have to pursue it because that's the exciting thing. And this is especially a problem when you're writing novels and the outline itself is so encompassing that you pretty much know the whole story. Because also part of creation is that we're creating things that we want to see or experience ourselves. So in my case, one of the things that started me out in writing books was I really wanted a story about a specific topic and I couldn't find one at the time. So I just wrote it myself. And same with music. There's music that I want to hear that I haven't found. So I just write the song myself. And when you think about it that way, especially, it becomes one of those situations where you've already kind of experienced the high of the conclusion because you've outlined it or you've created something that will get you to the end, to the finish line uh, in theory, and then something new comes along. And so you want that new high again. You want to experience that same thrill that you've got this really great idea, whatever it may be. And so you either abandon the other project or it ends up on the back burner. And then we don't end up with something done. Then you end up with all these documents and whatever else, whatever it is you create that are just not quite finished. And one of the challenges about that is that it's really hard sometimes to go back and pick up the groove and keep a momentum that is consistent with how you started and allows you to maintain a continuity of the presentation. And so what that looks like is that in the case of a book, you've got this novel where all of a sudden maybe the voice sounds a little different or or maybe you forgot some minute detail that you just had in the back of your mind. And now that detail is lost so that when you or someone else goes back through and reads it, they find that missing piece. And maybe that even causes you a tremendous amount of drama in trying to fix it and come back to concluded in the end. So one of the really big important things to do is to always know that you're on the verge of being distracted from the project and have a notebook ready to get that new idea captured and put aside so that you can maintain your focus because that's ultimately what this is about. It's about discipline. You probably have it for your job and whatever it is you do 
besides your creative endeavors if you if you are currently in a situation where you have uh, other employment and you need to employ whatever it is that you do there in in your creative life so in my example i used to be a it manager and it was incredibly important to juggle a lot of balls in that particular job i had to know what my team was up to i had to know what the other teams were doing i had to have my fingers on the pulse of the business i needed to sort of understand where all my bosses were coming from know the projects that were coming so that i could forecast and predict things and manage budget all kinds of crazy stuff and that's really why i ultimately found myself successful with art and creating things and finishing things because I could juggle so many different balls. I could focus on different things and get them done. It's particularly important for the way I do things because if you've looked at my list, I'm doing music, I'm doing comics, I'm doing novels and uh, some videos, this podcast, all kinds of stuff. And if you are going to diversify, you've got to be capable of doing more than one thing at once. You've got to be able to really keep good notes and have a repository for those notes that allow you to constantly reflect back on them so that you're moving forward. One of the things that the book I mentioned, Do the Work, talks about is avoiding the distractions of day-to-day life. Not even new project syndrome that I'm talking about, but things like the internet, Facebook, um, YouTube, whatever else you're particular distraction vice might be this talks about trying to limit the amount of time you're doing that while you're actually working on your project in a lot of ways many people need to single focus and just get something done and that's great and if that's the case then you need to dedicate some set period of time to to work on whatever it is so that you can concentrate all of your attention on that and that's really tough when we've got work or kids uh, significant other whatever the case may be that is all clawing for your attention to even stretch an hour out here or there is pretty tough now roger zelazny had a great piece of advice for writers at least and that was no matter what happens write two lines some days you'll write more but at least you will have always written two lines and you'll be progressing towards the end of the project now that's going to take a long time for many books but you know, at least you've got some, some something to show for all your time. Now, of course, it would be better if you could dedicate maybe an hour once every day or two or, or at least maybe two hours a week to whatever project you're working on and just that's it. That's what you do. So if you're trying to do music, you know, one of the things that really is difficult about Uh, gear-centric projects is that you've got to prepare things usually. Most people don't have a dedicated space for whatever it is they want to do, so they've got to set some things up. They've got to turn everything on, and they've got to make sure it's all working the right way if they didn't, you know, have it plugged in still. Um, Even in our studio, when I want to go out to work, I have to change a few things over because I share it with my wife, who's doing her voiceover work. So um, even I have... a a bit of a process for moving in and doing that kind of work so we really need to take that into consideration and it's really tempting to sit down and think oh i could go out and do work on that great song that i have in my head but then i'd have to 
pull out the guitar and I'd have to plug it all in and I'd have to now just now I'll just I'm just going to watch Netflix. We really have to avoid that. You have to have the inner voice that tells you no. We're not going to watch Netflix tonight. We're going to go out and we're going to get that done. And if it's writing in particular, it's a lot easier. You just grab a laptop, a tablet, whatever it is you write on. You just go and and find a quiet place and bust it out. Uh, It's good to have a dedicated space, but it's not necessary. And oftentimes, the things we don't have become excuses for not doing whatever it is we're supposed to be doing so maybe it's oh i don't have a studio so i can't work on my art piece well that's not necessarily true if you have a place that you can close off for yourself you're capable of doing it and even if you've thought about this before or have done a little bit of it you've clearly got somewhere you can do it it just can't be set up all the time and you need to be able to just tell yourself you know whatever i'm going to do it it doesn't matter and i know that in some pieces of art it's a lot harder to just say I'm going to work on it for a half an hour if you have to set up too. Because what if you only have an hour and it takes 15 minutes to set everything up and it takes 15 minutes to break it down, that's going to cut into your time. You're only have a half an hour to do your painting or to do music. And I can speak from experience that when I sit down to do a song, I can't work for only 30 minutes. That's just not enough time. I need to get into the groove of whatever I'm doing, sort of reacclimate my brain so that I am thinking musically and playing properly and warm up and all that kind of stuff before I can really get into it. So I need personally at least an hour and a half of time out there in order to make anything of value. Um, Writing by comparison, I could do that at any time. In fact, when I was still working my other job, I'd find myself with 10 minutes to spare. I'd bust out a couple of paragraphs. I'd put it away. But that was a trained ability, something that I really focused on being able to do. Because one of the things that's really important with writing is maintaining that continuity. Knowing what's happened before and knowing what's coming next. And being able to throw down a few paragraphs in the middle of a day out in the middle of nowhere is cool. But it's also pretty tough. Because you could, technically speaking, fall completely out of whack of your of your outline if you're not referencing your notes constantly. And honestly, if you've only got 10 minutes, you probably don't have time to go back through and read a whole bunch of stuff. So that means that it has to be in the back of your head most of the time leading up to the moment that you're going to be able to do that. And many creative individuals can't get the idea out of their head. So it's bouncing around in there anyway the whole time. So those are some, some ideas behind the creation. It's mostly about just telling yourself... I'm just going to do it. And while that may sound really simple and you might be saying, dude, whatever, of course, it's amazing how few people actually think of it that way, that they can just say, I'm going to simply do it. I basically equate all creative endeavors with the same method that I use to decide what I'm going to watch as a movie or where I'm going to have dinner or what I'm going to make for dinner for that matter. And I just incorporate that into my day-to-day life writing or making things is just me that's what I do and when you make that happen when you make that a reality then saying these things these affirmations that I am simply going to do this work it comes true and technically speaking this is true of any endeavor you take on whether it's your job or your relationships or your family 
if you want something to work, it simply has to be part of the schedule. It has to be incorporated in such a way that it is a habit. It could be working out. They say that if you do something 13 days in a row, it's a habit. And that's pretty true of art. I mean, I take very few days off from making something. Yesterday was the first day that I did not do any creativity at all. I didn't write a single paragraph. I didn't work on a video. I didn't work on the comic. It was actually amazing. And it was mostly because I burned the midnight oil the night before. And I just put it to the floor and did way more than I probably should have. And occasionally you are going to have a day or two where you want to take it off and not do those things. But you can't let it go for too long. Um, Busy schedules will absolutely provide you the best excuse to not make things and not get what you want done. There's a quote I often refer to from Henry Rollins that says, no such thing as spare time, no such thing as free time, no such thing as downtime. All you got is lifetime, go. And part of that is a little dangerous to think that way because in my case, I worked myself to the bone a little bit. I generally don't take a lot of time off. And when I had my corporate job, it was way worse because I would take vacation so that I could work 12, 13 hours on my creative endeavors because I was so busy that I wasn't getting as much done during the week as I wanted. One of the tricks is, like, let's say on an average week, you're just slammed. You've got to take someone to some events in the evening on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And on Wednesdays, you've got some kind of maybe a game night with all of your friends that you don't want to sacrifice. So Monday and Friday are your best days. Now, Friday tends to be a distracting day because maybe friends want to go out and do stuff. But let's say you're off work and home roughly around five o'clock. On Monday, you might want to spend five to six before dinner and just work on something just get it done and every monday make that your five to six thing and if you do go out and and do crazy stuff on friday then maybe do the same thing right when you get home before you even think about getting ready before you start wondering about what you're going to drink just sit down and get your stuff done at least you've got two days a week at that point that you can really focus and of course the weekend is is yours to abuse i tended to abuse the heck out of mine i would just work pretty much all day i would even work while i was watching movies or hanging out with people i was always engaged and i'm not saying that my way was healthy that was just my method of ensuring that i finished things and and made it happen and if you want to get to the point that you maybe replace your profession with whatever you're doing, you also need to consider that it should be treated as a job. Whether that's part-time or full-time, that's up to you. But for me, I was spending 20 to 30 hours a week creating things. And that's how I transitioned from where I was to where I am now. And it was pretty brutal. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's hard work to keep the creative juices constantly flowing, to avoid the distractions that I've already talked about, to not to not spend as much time on recreational stuff to always be engaged it's tough i mean i admit it but you know i think i do have an advantage in one regard because i started playing an instrument when i was very very young i was eight years old and the dedication it took for me the way that i approached it 
really did cut into a whole bunch of what might have been extracurricular activities when I was a teenager. I didn't go to high school dances and that kind of thing so much. I was not really an extracurricular kind of guy because I took music to be the the path I was going to take as far as anything I did out of school. And I really focused on that. And that created a habit in me of always prioritizing improvement of my art forms over socializing or even just doing random recreation stuff like going outside. Um, you know, that's partially because I'm a dandy and I don't like getting dirty, but <laughs> it also has to do with the fact that if I had a choice between going out for a night on the town or staying home and reading a self-help book on how to better use Photoshop, I'm going to pick the Photoshop book every day because I want to be better at what I do. And that's how I prioritize things. So to move on to another point, it really comes down to how are you going to prioritize your endeavors? What value does creating have to you? Is music just an elaborate hobby? And if it is, that's totally fine. That's totally cool. The problem with calling an art form a hobby is that oftentimes people experience some guilt about not finishing their projects. They don't maybe finish a song, an art piece, a novel, a short story, or whatever, and they get guilty about it because they, they think they should have done it. And then they compare themselves to other people, and that's not fair. And that's really not how it should be for you if this is your path. If your path is, I just want to dabble. I want to write some fun dialogue once in a while. I don't necessarily want to share it with anyone. That's totally fine. And you have to remind yourself that it is okay not to finish things. If it's not your calling to become a writer that shares your work all over the place, or you don't really want to hang your painting at a place, whatever the case may be, if it's literally just for fun, then treat it that way. At that point, it's like a movie for you. You're doing it to let off some steam. It might be like playing a video game, and that's awesome. I fully endorse that. I can tell you right now that there are pieces that I write that I find very soothing to do. I find it fun and enjoyable, and it's actually relaxing. So when I want to calm down, um, I, I tend to write a society novel. It just It's like going home, and it feels like a hobby at that point. And so that's how I sort of unwind. But again, I mean, I'm trying to make this my life. It's my profession, and it has been my life for 20 years. And the folks who want to move towards my direction, those are the folks that I'm addressing when I say you've just got to find that discipline. You've got to kick your own butt and really just do the work. So I'm going to include the link for Do the Work in the uh, description. I highly suggest that you give it a try. It's just... It's a fantastic little primer, and it's something you can go back to when you need affirmation and reminder that you're doing this for a reason, that there are bits of resistance in your life every day that want to chew away the time and make it so you don't get done the things you want to get done. It's also, it's great for entrepreneurs. It's great for people who just want to build something not even artistic. It's its really about reclaiming your time and applying it the way you want to. And there's nothing more valuable than that notion that you are in control and that you can 
prioritize things that if you evaluate your day, you could probably pull out at least two or three hours that were spent doing things that didn't need to happen. Whether, like I've said before, YouTube or Facebook, any social media for that matter. If you cut some of that stuff out, you probably would find the time to do the things you want to do. Now, one last thing. If you have someone to share any of this with, whether it's a partner in writing or maybe you're doing a radio drama. I know that's a little specific. But if you've got a partner, it makes it a lot easier because then you're socializing while you're doing it. So... Maybe you're at a point where it would make sense to find a like-minded individual to work with, someone to bounce ideas off of, someone to help you stay focused. There's nothing wrong with having a group or uh, just a partner to really keep yourselves in line. I mean, there's a reason that people go to the gym with, with friends. There's a reason we go to movies with friends. I find that I often end up canceling my movie ticket if I'm planning on going alone because I'd rather just not go. If I'm going to only go by myself, I can just wait for the movie to come out, watch it at home alone. So uh, there is some value in finding someone else who is doing what you're doing, or at least something like it. There are amazing Facebook groups, and I know that I've been just talking about not using social media as much, but I have some awesome Facebook groups that I belong to that are very encouraging, and these folks are talking about creating all the time. And occasionally it's stupid stuff, but... More often than not, these folks have some really great ideas. So find the inspiration wherever you need it, but don't let that become a distraction either. Remember that everything can essentially provide resistance. Too much research for your novel. Too much time spent uh, agonizing over the right word or the right color or the right sound or you need new tools. You've got to not go down that path, by the way. The new tool path is insanely dangerous and it is the number one excuse for not finishing music especially it's like oops i don't have the gear i don't have the software i don't have whatever i can't proceed think about this the way that i have been lately with music in particular way back in the day we were creating with these massive consoles that were very expensive and exclusive to studios they just were cost prohibitive for normal folks to get Right now, you could buy a reasonable laptop and use free software to create music very easily. And it would technically sound better. I'm going to use quotes there, uh, you know, because it's digital than some of the stuff that we've got out of the 70s. Now, I'm not going to argue about things like vintage sound or all of that tape saturation. That's there's there's some truth there too, but that's just my point is that equipment itself can't really prevent you from doing things. My first novel was produced on an electric typewriter. Laptops were beyond cost prohibitive and writing on the computer wasn't as safe I didn't feel because I was having to back things up on floppy and I did lose a project when it went bad. So nowadays, you could go out and buy a Chromebook for like $200. So there's not really any excuse to not get one if you need it. Uh, I deployed a whole bunch of Chromebooks when I was working in the IT field, and those were $400 ones, and they were actually really sturdy. And we deployed them because we knew that the grubby folks who'd be using them wouldn't be able to destroy them easily. So there are a lot of options now as far as that's concerned. I think that right now, And what I'm about to say is proved 
by all the stuff on YouTube and, and social media. But right now is the ultimate time to produce art, whether you're good at it or not. And you can grow with it as you produce it because the ability to make it is available to everyone. It's simply the most accessible it's ever been. And uh, that's because everything has come down in price. And there are thousands of tutorials that are very easy to come by. You can go to Udemy. There is Skillshare. You can take college courses online, all kinds of stuff. So really, this is your time to shine. And I believe that anyone who has an idea and is willing to sit down and contemplate it can do any of the things I've talked about. I believe that all you have to do is have the drive to get it done. And honestly, that drive and discipline are generally more profitable and more beneficial to you than talent, which you can develop and create and cultivate. Whereas that discipline is very difficult to come by. So in any event, I believe in you. Get that book, read through it, and I hope this podcast really helped you. I want to thank you very much for stopping by today. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, please visit the website at www.societycasefiles.com. I would also welcome you supporting the project at www.ko-fi.com slash societycasefiles. I will be producing a lot more of these sort of inspirational projects in the near future where I talk about how to do different kinds of work. So I hope that you come along for the ride. And if you want to see the progress of my own work, visit the sites I just mentioned and you'll get a great opportunity to see how I have progressed from someone who was fairly amateur to where I'm at today. Thanks again. Hope to see you next week.